Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 11 o'clock that night, I got a call from her. Come pick her up and I'll explain everything to you. Why are you leaving your house at 11 o'clock at night just because she says, come pick me up? What kind of relationship did you two have? This is the plaintiff, Michael Markstein. He says he loaned the defendant money to bail him out of jail, and the ingrate won't pay him back what he owes. He also lent him money to buy his girlfriend an engagement ring, and he now knows it was silly of him to have faith in the defendant because he believed he would be repaid. He's suing for $4,845, the amount owed. This is the defendant, Brian Kucha. He says he never personally asked the plaintiff to borrow the bail money because he was in jail. It was his girlfriend who took out the loan. He never even met the guy before. As far as the ring goes, the plaintiff's a bit of a weirdo who bought his fiance presents like he was trying to woo her or something. One thing he does know is he owes the plaintiff nothing. He's accused of bailing on a loan. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see, they come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Michael Markstein? Yes, ma'am. You are suing Brian Kucha for $4,845, and change for bail that you posted for him, and almost $1,200 for the cost of an engagement ring that you helped him buy. What's going on? Well, I got to know him through his girlfriend. They went out one night. How did you know his girlfriend? I rent a room to her. Okay, where? In my house. In your house? Right. Okay, and how long had you been renting a room to his girlfriend? A uh, little over two months. Okay, and what happens? They went out, she went out one night. She didn't tell me who she was with. Then 11 o'clock on this... Why would she... Did you expect to be told who she was with? No. She said, I'm going out with my friend. Okay, and but that's... you knew a history between the two of them? No, I did not. Okay. So you go, she tells you I'm going out with a friend, and what happens? That was on May 30th. 11 o'clock that night, I got a call from her, come pick her up, and I'll explain everything to you. Why are you leaving your house at 11 o'clock at night just because she says, come pick me up? What kind of relationship no, did you two have? Well, she had no ride home. 
Well, then she gets an Uber or a cab or a bus. I mean, that's I'm trying to figure out why. Like my landlord would when would not go pick me up. So you, were you two more friends than I'm imagining? Well, I was friendly with her because I she got evicted and I gave her a place to live. How did you meet her originally? Through a friend from Starbucks, knew her, and wanted uh, a place for her to live because she was living in. A shelter. If she, so was she renting a room in your yes, in, in your house. home? So yes. you shared a kitchen and you shared everything. Okay, all right. So she asks you to pick her up and you go. Right. Who's that? That young lady there? That's my daughter. Okay. All right. So go on. So then when I picked her up, she explained to me that he got arrested. They got pulled over. He got arrested for probation. And what, what were you arrested for? Uh, Your Honor, it was for a uh, protective order violation. I wasn't supposed Against to be him. seen. Uh, it was for my ex-girlfriend and I. We weren't supposed to be Wait, together. Wait, the lady we're talking about? Yes. Give, let's just use a first name. What's her first name? Mona. Mona. So there's a protective order where you're not supposed to be with Mona and you're out with Mona? Yeah, it was on my birthday. Why was there a protective order? It's from a previous case before. Yeah, what? That's exactly. Yeah, I'm not stupid. I'm a judge. I know that's how you get a protective order. I'd like to know why. Uh, it was a domestic incident. Meaning? Uh, we got into a physical fight. You were accused of what? Uh, hitting her, domestic violence. What that's kind of hitting? I went to. Uh, was punching. It was drunken. It was a drunken incident that happened. Did you break anything? Two years. No. So you got busted for violating the, uh, the judge's direct order, and you go into custody, and there's a bond posted? There, I mean, you got a bond? Because yes. if you violated my order, you wouldn't be having a bond. So Correct. I'm trying to figure out, apparently there was a bond? There was, uh, there was a, the pending case. We had a protective order. We weren't supposed to be together. We were together on my birthday. Who's that lady? That is my current fiance. Oh, lovely. Okay, so go ahead. So, um... So either way, we were out. We were out that Her night. Fiance, when? How long ago did this happen? Two years ago. Two years. Two ago. years ago. Okay, go ahead. So we were out that night. I got arrested. I was placed into the town jail, or the town police station, um, and then I was bonded out shortly after, maybe a couple hours by afterwards. By who? By Mike. How'd that happen? I believe Mona told her. I told him, and he. Uh, just jumped to, did what he, what she said, and, and asked. And right, but uh, she, she how, what was your bond set at? Thirty thousand, and this was the ten percent cost that you never get back. I honestly don't remember what the bond was set at. Well, it's your case. Maybe you should know. Well, it's. Over. And who do you think has to eat that? Why would he have to eat that? I don't know him. I didn't ask him to bond me out. I'm appreciative that he did, but. Did you want to get out, or did you say no, no, oh, don't bond me out? I'd out. rather stay in jail. Of course, I'd rather. I, w I would rather. Have been okay, so there. what was the plan then, for you to pay that money back? It's your bond that was set. It wasn't her bond. That was an agreement between Mona and Mike. So you expect Mona not just to take your punches, but also to take your debts? <laughs> Those are two completely separate incidences. But no, I don't expect well, her to take my debts. Well, it's your debts for violating the restraining order that was issued for your punches, right? Yes. Okay. Where's Mona? She's very sick. Uh-huh. I'll say. <laughs> no, seriously, she's been sick. No, I'm serious, too. Okay. Can I just ask you a question? Yeah. Why are you posting a bond for a guy you've never met? Because she asked me, supposedly, he asked her to ask me 
if I would post the bond because he didn't want to go back to jail. Yes, I know. The jail is filled with people who don't want to be in jail. That's why it's called a jail. I'm stand up, please. Come next to your father. I'm trying to understand the insanity of the decision to plop four grand down. Well, Has he always been like this? He's a very giving person. I, this isn't. This is more than giving. I, uh, mm -hmm. Have you had a chat? Mm -hmm. Have you had a little chit chat? Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't let people take advantage of you like this, because that's what happened. So she comes up to you and she says he needs three thousand, and uh, can you please post a bond? And you can't wait to post it, and you post it. Do you say to anybody about what it is that you know? What's the payment plan? What's the plan on getting you repaid? What's yeah. He said he would pay me back as soon as he got a job. When did he say that to you? Oh, after he got out of jail. Okay, after you get out of jail, do you are you at the jail to, to get him out and give everybody yes. a ride home? Yes. Two people who aren't supposed to be together because there's a restraining order, he just got arrested for that, and now they're in your car together? No, I was with uh, at the jail meeting a bail lady. And where was Mona? At home. Okay. Can I see no. the bond papers? Do you have it with you? What happened to the case? Uh, it's probation. I have probation. And that's his signature down in the... All right, so now he gets out and he promises you he'll pay you as soon as he can, which is no payment plan exactly. And then what happens? He asked... He wanted to give her an engagement. He asked if I would help him and he would pay me. So we went to the store. Wait, how long after you post his bond is this? Probably three months, maybe. And how much of the bond had he paid you back? Zero. And then you take him shopping for a ring? Yes, because he, he would get money from Mona to pay me back. Mona? The... Why doesn't he get money from Mona to pay you back for the bond then? That was a separate case. Exactly. It's the same debt from the same guy. It. He's going to get money. What are you smiling at? I'm not Don't smiling. smile. Where's Mona live now? Is she still with you? She's still with me. Oh, yes. good God above. But they're not together anymore because no. you two are together. All right, so now. So you take him shopping for a ring for Mona, and you spend how much? It was three ninety-five the first one. The first one? Yes. Was there a second one? Yes. He, she didn't like it, so he wanted to get a bigger one. So we returned that ring. Are you kidding me? No, no, Your Honor. I'm this not is horrible. I understand that. Now I understand it. I don't know why now you understand it. You're a grown man. Yeah, I know. You knew it was wrong then, so I'm wondering what's your motive? Did you like Mona or something? She's a nice person. No, did you like, like Mona? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't in <laughs> love with her Mona? or nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay, you need to visit more. I know. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. It's very hard to visit. No, I know. I get it. I, I know. <laughs> I know. But um, circle of life, honey. Mr. Markstein, I mean, if, if you've got the money to throw around for people, why don't you throw it around people with, who have a better um, reason for you to throw it around um, rather than these two who are just killing me? Uh, not only are you subsidizing a ring for him, but it's not good enough for her, so you have to go out and spend how much? Another, I think it was $800. For a total of? eleven ninety five. Something like that, yes. Right. And so you give her the ring, and what happens? She, <clears throat> the first time I gave her the ring, she didn't, she thought it was too small, and then she wanted to get another one. Um, she decided later on that she wanted a diamond. 
even though there was no way I could afford one. She decides later that she wants a diamond. So he took me out to the store. What, wait, how do we get from she decides X to him taking you out? She wanted the diamond. He so knew you that did she, what? He took me to the store. How did he know to take you? Let's get to the part where you ask him for money to buy your girlfriend a diamond. Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. So if you had a boyfriend or girlfriend and you went out one night and they got really drunk and they punched you, would you, would you excuse it or would you leave? I wouldn't excuse it, absolutely not. You're out. I'm out. Leave immediately. Uh, anybody see otherwise? Really? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't excuse it, but I wouldn't leave either. Why? Um, because it's only one punch. It's... How many punches does it take? <laughs> well, I mean, if it's something that doesn't happen uh, repeatedly, then I, it can be worked out. An occasional black eye going inside the courtroom. I didn't ask him to borrow money for a diamond. So how did he know to pick you up and take you to the store? Because he knew that she wanted it. So how did he know when to pick you up and take you to the store? I'd go to the store with Why'd him all the time. Why'd you man up? I used to go to the store with him all the Why time. Why don't you man up? I mean, seriously, it's bad enough on the, on the bail bonds, but on the engagement ring, you won't eat that? Where's the ring now? I believe she still has it. Precious. Did you make her return it to the store so you could get some money back? No, she still has it. What's her liability in all this? Why aren't you suing both of them? I, I really don't know. Well, you, because... you're a thinking human. I need you to answer me. Think about it. Do you think that maybe she's responsible? Especially if she's got the ring on her finger. What's she doing? Is it a ring on her finger or what is she doing with it? She has it just up in her room, I guess. That's all. She don't wear it, no. Just unbelievable. What I have to analyze when I'm deciding, there's no question people owe you money. I gotta figure out who owes you money, okay? With the engagement ring, it is extremely clear to me. With the engagement ring, the person who, I don't care what he says, he's buying a ring for her, he's shopping with you. Clearly, he intended to indebt himself to you on the ring. So I am definitely ruling against him in the amount of $1,195. For the bail bonds situation, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more complicated because he never even asks you for it. He tells you later, I'm going to pay you. I believe you when you say that. But he, because that's the only way he's going to get you to put out also the other $1,195. So I don't see how he could think that I'm not going to believe that he tells you he's going to pay you. But the person who actually asked you for it is her. She's the one who, who, who you loaned the money to. She's the one who says, I need you to bail my boyfriend. I love him. I after I called the police on him and got him arrested. I love him. Right. No, she told me that he asked her. And you had a perfect to, And so, of course, you put the money me. up for a perfect stranger, not because of your relationship with the perfect stranger, but because of your relationship with her, because she's the one who asked you, right? Yes. Unbelievable. Did you tell him that you'd pay him back? I don't remember recall don't saying remember? I don't remember? I don't recall ever saying that. How long have you been engaged to him, honey? A month. Do you know um, any of this? Yes. I'm going to order you to pay back, Mr. Markstein, every penny, $4,845. I believe that you told him that you would pay him back. I believe that you probably sent her to get the money. But either way, I think it's very clear that when the money was posted, when you signed this document, you know that that money is being posted on your behalf. I don't think there's any snowball's chance that you did not know and or assure him that you'd be paying him back. Uh, and I'm sure that's also what you said when you got uh, money for a ring and then a bigger ring for your girlfriend. At some point, you need to put your big boy pants on, my friend. 
$4,845 verdict for the plaintiff. You need to listen to me. You I, also uh, need to put your big boy pants on. <laughs> you got that right. Right, yeah, no, she needs to get out. Whoever this That's woman right. is, this Mona, she needs out. Because this is abusive, okay? She's taking advantage right. of you, okay? I'm sure your daughter has told you this before. You need to listen to her. Well, the plaintiff gets everything he's seeking here in the court, including a lecture. If you'll stand over here, Mr. Kucha, I must tell you, you didn't come off very well in this case. Oh, no, not at all. And the way you're standing there kind of smirking all the way through, it made it even worse for you, you uh, know? This whole thing has just been uh, crazy, to say the least. I mean, I'm busting to ask you what you think, having heard all this. What, what's going through your head right now? I don't think any differently. Although. You don't? No, I don't. You don't think you're... Pending trouble down the road here? No, not at all. No, he's the same guy. He's really the same guy I fell in love with. So. Well, <laughs> good luck to you. Thank you. We may see you back here soon. Who knows? Uh, you know? Hope not. <laughs> I hope you've learned something. Because, uh, boy, you don't come off very bright, I must tell you. I'm oh, sorry. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's great. Psst. You can sign a few documents out there. Mr. Markstein, yes. you're one for the book, sir. Really one for the books. Did right. you listen to the judge? Oh, yes. She gave you a lecture out there. I know she did. She, I, she, she couldn't believe her ears, what you were saying. Uh, right. What about Mona? You going to get her out? I have to. Boy, oh, boy. All right. Well, look, good, talk, good luck to you. Yeah. All right? Good luck. This has Thank been you. very interesting watching you. Okay. <laughs> Country's going to love this. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All right. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you very yeah. much. All right. Harvey, I'm sure you have something to say about this. You know, I gotta say, Doug, sometimes when you feel like you're being played, it's a good idea to find somebody who doesn't have a dog in the fight who can be objective and run it by that person, and they generally can give you good advice. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Ernie. He says he loaned the defendant his stepdaughter money for a new transmission for her car. She promised to start paying him back, but took a vacation to Hawaii instead. And now her boyfriend's gotten in between them, and he can't get her to pay him back for the loan. As hard as it is to drag her into court today, money is money, and a loan is a loan. And he's suing for the $3,025.45 he's most definitely owed. This is the defendant, Mia. 
She says the plaintiff is her former stepfather, and she was paying him 50 bucks a week to pay off the loan. But then he got into an argument with her boyfriend, and he started demanding more money per week than she could afford. She had to call the cops on the guy, and he's now trying to use this money as leverage over her, so she'll speak with him and have a relationship with him. What a mess. She's accused of stepping up against a stepfather. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff is suing his ungrateful stepdaughter who stiffed him but didn't think twice about going on vacation and spending a lot of money. She says that he is using the money as leverage so she'll speak with him again. It's the case of Oy Vey Kay. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Okay. No last names, no company name. Ernie, you're suing your kind of stepdaughter, Mia. You were with her mother for how many years? Uh, about 22, 23 years. But you were never legally married? No. But you came into her life at what age? I believe she's like eight. And you are what age now? 33. Um, all right. At some point after you and her mother broke up, she came to you because she needed money? Her transmission was not working well on her car, and for her to get back and forth to work, um, I said I would, uh, I could lend her the money. So you told her you'd loan her the money, and she accepted? Yes. And it was clear that she needed to pay it back? In Correct. fact, she started to pay it back? Correct. Right? Okay, you've been to your bank account now to look and see, you didn't pay all of it back, right? Mm -hmm. All right, and we're gonna talk about why and what happened to lead up to that. But you did go to your bank account, and you have collected all the checks. The loan was made when? Uh, it was in uh, November of 2014. And according to you, how much has she paid back? Uh, 600. She's got all these checks that total to a lot more than 600. I'm going to show them to you. Is there some other explanation for why um, she has these? Well, before, probably a year before that, I had lent her money because, uh, unfortunately, her grandmother passed away, and she was in college. And what happened is they wouldn't allow her to resign, uh, resign for college until she paid back the money that was owed. I think there was a government loan or something like that. I don't, I'm not sure, but I lent her the money for that. So she paid me back that loan. Well, how am I going to separate all these, you know? I guess from the dates. No, that's the thing. The dates jive with the 14th. So let me show them to you. In other okay. words, you say, I'm sorry, with November 2014, these payments start in January um, of 2015. Take a look at the, all those canceled checks. Because that other loan that he's talking about happened when? Probably 2013, maybe. And it took you how long to finish paying that? Through November of uh, 2014. Okay. And then on November 2014 is when you accept the loan from him? Yeah. Okay. Now, when did you start paying? Um, it was January 15. And All right. Now, something happens between you guys. You end up in some kind of argument over who? Um, well... My boyfriend was part of it. Is this your boyfriend? Yes. Okay. What happened? You know, he he was saying some things that uh, friends of mine got back to me about. Such as? So Saying something about the, uh, Mia that I didn't really... Uh... Such as? Well, he was saying that she was uh, very clingy and needy, and I just... You know what I mean? I didn't appreciate that. So did you tell Mia? No, I did not. Okay. Well, at some point, you and Mia get into a confrontation about the boyfriend. Tell me about that. Um, about the boyfriend? Okay. I don't, Why don't you tell don't me? Believe. Why did you stop paying him? So, should parents 
um, be in a position to start giving advice and judgment on their adult children's boyfriends and girlfriends? I think it's appropriate. You know, I think the parents are just looking out for what's best for their kid. But when does looking out become intermeddling? I mean, well, kids, when they're old enough, it's fine, but... Um, well, if they're adults, should parents shut up or should they still get involved? They have a stake in it. I think they should get involved. What do you say? I think parents have the right to give their opinion, but ultimately you make the final decision. Fair enough. Going inside the courtroom. I stopped paying him because he sent me a bill um, from his business showing that I owed late fees for the 25 months that I had the loan out and that wasn't what we had agreed upon. And so I, you know, I spoke to a lawyer. Uh, I called some offices and spoke to some people and they said that if I continued to pay, then I'd be accepting those late fees. And That's just silly. You know. That's just silly though, it's, it's not accurate. You could just keep paying with a letter that says I don't agree on the late fees, that wasn't our yeah. agreement, but here's your payment. I just wanted to pay back what I owed and that's it, no, no additional. What is it you think you owe? Um, well, after the checks, then it should be eleven seventy-five. What makes you think you you have a feeling? This was somebody who was a big part of your life for a long time, and you have a feeling that it kind of got personal, uh, in the sense that you know he he uh, he felt that you had just kind of walked out on on your stepfather stepdaughter relationship. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Well, he specifically said he came to the house and you know, spoke with me and, and said, you know, I really don't care about the money. You know, it's more of, uh, I don't get to see you. you. You don't call anymore. You don't, you know, say happy birthday. You don't call me on Father's Day. And I was in the hospital. You didn't come see me. And why and, did all that happen? You know, I just started hearing a lot of stuff that was being said at my job that was coming back Such to as? Um that I had, you know, had a drinking problem and just, uh, you know, I don't know, just a whole bunch of things that, about me and it was being said to my boss and, you know, I just felt that it wasn't right and um, I so just- So your stepfather was saying to your boss that you had a drinking problem? Yeah, he, his- um, Is your bo boss a good friend of his? Um, his uh, partner lives with, with him, with Ernie. So you didn't appreciate that. Right. Did you have a drinking problem? No. So you didn't appreciate that, so you just decided that was it? You didn't confront him and say, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, he just, uh, I guess just from the past, I, you know, he was very abusive to me growing up, and I just tried to move past it, and I've How already- so, What do you mean abusive? Just, you know, he was verbally or physically both okay and um you and know, what do you mean physically well i mean you know he would hit us uh, me and my sister and um just you know he had a lot of his own problems going on and and took it out on me and my sister a lot and i just felt like i had tried to move past it and you know, I thought things were getting better and then all of this came about and I was just felt like I had had enough and okay. I didn't want to deal with him anymore. All right, did you have a chance to look at the checks? Yes, I did. Those were not the checks that I had received on that loan. 
Uh, but how are you going to prove that? Because if I've got, see, the burden shifts back to you when she said, the timing is perfect. It's exactly aligned that it's November of 2014 when you make the loan of $2,500 and it's January of 2015 when she starts paying it off. So tell me how you're going to prove that that is not on this uh, loan, that it's I, on some other I, loan from years I earlier. Pro I probably wouldn't be able to prove that at this Okay, so moment. and this totals up to 1325 which would leave a balance of 1175 correct? Everybody? Yes. That's what it would leave. So you're not entitled to late fees that you're suing for because that was not part of the deal. And what, what is this $300 amount for a lawyer fee? Well, because after, we, after I went to the house to speak to them and we got into an argument, um, you know, it was, uh, I was no longer welcome there. So to speak about the money that was owed, I would need to go through, you know, a lawyer. Which did I you go through a lawyer? To... Did you hire a lawyer? Did yes, you spend did. $300? Do you have a receipt? Yes, I do. And what did the lawyer do for $300? He, uh, he wrote a letter to uh, Mia. Anything else? Um, no, that was it. And, just and to... did you actually pay the $300 or is the lawyer a friend? No, no, I paid the $300. When did you make your last payment to him? Um, it was June of 16. I'm going to order you to pay back the 1175 that you still owe him. And he sent you a demand letter that did cost him $300 on September because you erroneously stopped paying entirely in June? Yes. Um, so I'm adding that to it, and I'm ordering you to pay the plaintiff $1,475. That's my judgment. So the plaintiff does have to, or the defendant has to pay back the uh, amount she still owes plus the lawyer's fee of $1,475. You know, do you think this is going to end your relationship with your former stepfather? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> Obviously, it's not a very good relationship at no, this point, right? No. You're not speaking at all? I don't feel that this was necessary. And I had every intention of paying him back. But, you know, he went about it this way, so. All righty. Well, you're going to have to pay up, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. You. Sorry about that. Ernie, if you'll step out here, I know a lot of people might be wondering, you know, was it really a, a tough decision on your part to want to file a lawsuit against, you know, your former stepdaughter? Yes, I guess she's was. still your stepdaughter, isn't she? Um, I mean, did you know since she was yes. eight years old? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's hard but, to do, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't like to uh, lend money and then be ignored. I helped her get a job, uh, which was a pretty good job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everything was... Uh, you know, I, it's just difficult when you lend people money and then they go to Hawaii a couple of weeks later. You know, it just it starts a, uh, a trend of thought that's saying that, like, right. you know, it's not going to work out. Well, I gather this relationship is kaput at this point. Yep. You would agree? Yep. Sorry about that. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. You get you. your money anyway. Harvey? I mean, Doug, this is the simplest thing, that when you start paying on a loan, it is very hard then to argue that it was a gift and you didn't have to pay. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. 
Armor All. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the plaintiff, Robert Mathis. He says he went to see a car the defendant was selling, and the guy claimed he was a mechanic, so he purchased it. When he went to put gas in it, he discovered there was a hole in the gas tank because the fuel leaked out, and then it wouldn't start. He had to have it towed. The shop he brought it to told him the car was structurally unsafe to drive, and now the defendant won't even call him back. Bottom line, he was ripped off, and he wants his hard-earned $2,000 returned. This is the defendant, Carl Johnson. He says he is, in fact, a certified mechanic. He repaired this car he got from a family member and sold it to the plaintiff. The 1999 Chevy Lumina is 17 years old. There's nothing wrong with that car that can't be fixed. The plaintiff knew what he was getting into when he bought it, and he owes nothing. He's accused of unloading a Lumina. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff bought a car from the defendant who's a mechanic, trusted the guy. Turns out there was a hole in the gas tank. But the defendant says, hey, it can be fixed. It's the case of, I need you like a hole in the gas tank. Robert Mathis, you are suing Carl Johnson for $2,000, $1,800 money you spent on a car, and the rest of it incidentals and aggravation. I guess you were trying to come up to the $2,000. Um, tell me what happened. Well, what happened initially was I, I seen a car on Craigslist that was advertised, and so I called the defendant regarding the car. After that, I looked at the car. It looked good on the outside. It, what kind of car is this? It's a Lumina, Chevy what Lumina, year? 1999. 1999, okay. And the, the car had low mileage. That was one of the things that caught my attention. The mileage was 83,000 miles, and the body looked good. I mean, so it looked like a good car, and I needed a car to get back and forth to work. So um, I asked him, could I drive the car? He said, you can't drive the car because there's no, I don't have plates on it right now. So he said, but I can drive you around to, so you can see how it rides. Well, where did he drive you around? Uh, pretty much round, like round the block. In but his, then if, if he can drive it around the block, why can't you? I don't want to, I, I can't answer that. But right. Why didn't, didn't you insist on driving? Yeah. That you can answer. Yeah, okay. I why was insist. it that he couldn't drive the car? It wasn't a matter of plates, Your Honor. It was a matter of insurance. Okay. I didn't well, want that him to sense. drive the car because there was no insurance. There was plates on the car but the why, whole time. why would insurance be an issue when you allow somebody to drive your car? Insurance covers them too. I didn't know that. So... Okay, so what happens? You're happy about the car, you talk him, did you talk him down? Uh, yeah, actually, so it came down to 1800 from 2400 initially, that's what it was posted. Okay, um, so now that we've established that, can you please tell me what went wrong with the car? I went to put fuel in the car. I put fuel in the car, and the fuel came out of the, the bottom of the, the car. Oh, goodness. So on the way back, because I hadn't, I didn't have food, I stopped at a grocery store. I picked some food up. Wait, I, how did you do that without gasoline? No, the gas was in the car. Just some of it was leaking? Yeah, some okay. of it was leaking. Not okay. all of it, okay. but a lot came out. Okay. Anyway, when I got to the grocery store, I went and got me some grocery, came out. Now the car wouldn't start. Make a long story short, I had to have that car towed. So I found a shop that was in close proximity of where I live and where the car was at. 
and I had it towed Monday morning, early Monday morning. I have this from the mechanic. Hand me what the mechanic gave you. And they told you, why did you buy this car? So I have a question for you. And my question is, why didn't you have a mechanic take a look at the car before you decided to buy it? That's, that's a beautiful question, Yana. You know, but you know, the, I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm looking to, I'm trying to get a car to get to work. I don't want to lose my job. You know, I'm like in kind of like in a need to, and uh, Do, I, I was took, there a I written contract it, for the sale of this car? No. Okay. I took the guy from face value. He said he was a mechanic. Because you've known him so long? Would, no, I just met him, right. but I mean, you know, I don't want to think evil about people as soon as I meet them. I think good about them. So initially, you know, you want to How think... did you get into possession of this car? I purchased the car uh, anticipating a need for one of my nieces going to college needing a car. Well, that need never arose, so after... But so, and why were you buying her a car? I buy nieces and nephews cars if they need them. If they're going right, to like, college. Are you the car guy? What's your, what's I'm your job? I'm the car guy in the family. If, if, the fa if, if one of the kids in the, in the family will go to college, I'll provide them with a car. Really? Yeah. That's nice. How come I don't have uncles like that? I know, seriously. <laughs> so if you buy a car from a mechanic, is it necessary to go to another mechanic or can that one do the job and look at it? I think you should always get more than one insight, especially with buying a car. Well, what's the problem with letting that mechanic make the decision? Well, it might be in his best interest to tell you otherwise. So. Exactly. Going inside the courtroom. And where did you buy the car? Like bought it from a private owner. Right. Did you find it off of Craigslist, or I was found it, it on a... Craigslist? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you bought it, and then she decides she doesn't want it or doesn't need it, and then you sell it. Yes. Okay. According to you, you put new brakes and new tires on it. Tires, brakes, and made an engine repair. When I bought the car, it wasn't disclosed to me, but there was a problem with the engine, so I fixed it. What was the problem with the engine? Uh, it had an internal coolant leak. And so how did you fix it? Took the engine apart, installed all new gaskets, put the engine back together. Okay. So now he takes his car to, to the mechanic that he tows it to, and what the mechanic says, battery-tested poor needs replacing. Harmonic balancer is bad, causing squeak from the engine. Likely leaking fuel from a rusted fuel filler neck and vent lines. Vacuum lines to valve covers are leaking air, causing poor running, difficult start. Entire underside of the car is extremely rusty. And then he adds the phrase, is structurally unsafe. Um, which is kind of weird because all these other things are very, they're not that hard to fix. Excuse me? Did you know any of the things that I just read out loud to you? No, because the couple months that I owned the car after I made the engine repair, I didn't drive the car on a regular basis, uh, but I drove it a week, you know, once or twice a week to make sure the battery would step, and I never had any problem with the car starting, running, or driving. The car drove quite well for me, and when we were on the test drive with Mr. Mathis, the car drove very well. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Where's the estimate for fixing the thing? Because the things he's talking about, a batteries, how much? I mean, if it, you know, how, why would any of this, why didn't no. you just fix it? No, this is the, they would not fix the car, Your Honor, because the car is structurally unsafe. No, no, it's as is. It's, this can, car, stop a second, okay? okay. It, it's okay. structurally unsafe because it hasn't been fixed. I mean, other than the rust, I guess. Is that what you're saying, that they think the car's you, too rusty? If you could... Please yeah, take I'd love a look to. at these, these photos. But I'll look at them. You didn't look at them that day when you looked at the car. You didn't get underneath to of look at it or anything, but no, that's okay. Yeah, of I, course I, not, but I'll look at them. All right, you didn't take it to mechanic. You didn't do any of the things you got to do in an as-is sale, but okay, I'll, I'll look at them. 
What part of the car is that that I'm looking at? Your Honor, I can't tell. I wasn't there. When, I wasn't present when these pictures was taken, so I really don't know what I'm looking at. I mean, lots of cars have tin worm, um, and if a piece needs to be replaced because it's now not functioning because of whatever, then you replace a piece. You don't have to throw out every rusty car. We get rid of half the car. That would be pretty good. Traffic would be better. Oh, this is a lot of rust, though. Whoa, what's that? I wonder what that is. You know, all this stuff is visible to the naked eye. Yeah, you got to bend down, but, you know. Um, Mr. Mathis. Yes. I am not hearing anything that would take you out of uh, the law that applies to everybody, which is that when you're buying a car as is, there are no warranties other than anything specific he says that you find out to be untrue. The if he didn't put new tires or he didn't put new brakes, I would have seen that in your mechanics thing. Um, basically, when you buy a car, it's up to you to check out a used car. It doesn't come with a warranty. When you buy a used car from a private party, it just doesn't. And the parts that make it unsafe to drive, because the exact thing your guy says, car is unsafe to drive in this condition. And I'm not surprised, because it is unsafe to drive in that condition. You got to get the work done. So, you know, where are we on this? You're just another they're, person who buys a used car and is yeah. unhappy after you bought it. Get it looked at beforehand. I say this until I'm blue in the face. Verdict for the defendant. Wow. So the plaintiff loses his case here in the court. Mr. Mathis, you seemed somewhat surprised when the judge announced her decision, Absolutely. Why? Because I, the judge was very inconsiderate in regarding, she didn't even allow me to present all of my evidence. I had even more evidence. There wasn't really and anything you could present in this okay, case. Okay, well, that's what you say. No, well, yeah. no, that's what the judge says, no, not me. I don't the, have anything else to say. I'll ask you a question Thank for you. you. Do you know what Thank caveat you. emptor means? It means buyer beware. I think that's what you have to remember. Mr. Johnson, yes. how do you feel about going through all of this? Well, um, I think Mr. Mathis was uh, just trying to maybe uh, get out of a deal that he was sorry he got into or yeah, something. I, I, think I, really, so. I really don't know. I don't know why the I didn't get the impression you tried to rip him off, did you? No, I thought I sold him a good car. And, and, right. probably, and I don't doubt that there was something wrong with the car, yeah, but, yeah, but I think yeah. you're just asking too much right. you to come back on it. Thank you very much. Thank sorry you. you had to go through this. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. Copy out mTOR. Everybody should remember that, right, Harvey? Okay. I mean, Doug, this is ridiculous. I mean, this guy should know that the mechanic has a dog in the fight and a stake in this thing not to give a full analysis of what is wrong with the car. Don't text and drive. The People's Court is a Ralph Edwards Stubillet production. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.